part. Let me hear one more time. Me, I want to do your assignment. Another we one. Back. We are back. Hi guys, it's been long time no see, long time uh, no hear. So long. Back I miss like you guys. we never left. Yes, we are back, and I am Erica Mona, and this is Damio, and this, this is Cross Culture. You can tell we're so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> because it's like when the last time I've been behind the mic. <laughs> I know, right? Like this is my form of self care. So I'm like, damn, it's been a hot minute. Exactly, a hot, it's like hot minute. Get the people what they want to hear. Right, but of course, you know, Corona, COVID nineteen. We had to, you know, respect that and social distancing. Be healthy. We have families. We have older parents and stuff. So we had to definitely keep our distance. For a little bit. Don't y'all remember when we were talking about uh, COVID in like episodes like 38 and 39? Yeah. And it was like growing and growing. Uh-huh. And then like, damn, that shit stopped us. It legit happened. For a month, y'all. Gee. We could be more, episode, more than like, a month. 50 something right now. It's cool though. It's cool though. You know? Because y'all was with us on live though. Shout out to y'all because y'all still was rocking with us during the pandemic. Shout out to everybody that, that was following us, that was with us on live. And if you ain't following us so you could join our lives, throw out that handle, that social media handle, Erica. Okay. If you're not following us, follow us on our cross culture page. It is cross X culture podcast on instagram my personal page is erica mona e-r-i-k-a-m-o-n-a-a and you know me damn i'm fine that's d-a-m underscore i'm fine awesome all right you guys know you know and real quick i do want to say that um we just want to say we thank god that we're even here Right, yeah. because even with this COVID, some people did die from it. Yeah. And those that are listening, we thank God for your life as well. We thank God that you are here, you're able to listen to us again, and we pray that we God may preserve our lives and protect us from everything. Amen. Amen. So let's get into it. What do we start with? We like to start with the topics. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, the first thing that we're gonna talk about right now is this future Russell Wilson baby daddy drama. Okay, mm-hmm. like this um happened what last week was Future's birthday, and Future was kind of having a little rollout for everything. He was tweeting all over the place. Um, and then it was Baby Future's birthday. It was, you know, little baby Future. Um, and for his birthday, his papa. Russell Wilson made a birthday post in where he said, Daddy loves you. Now that sent social media up in waves. All the deadbeat fathers were upset. <laughs> I know. But then when you look at Russell's post, it was just like, You're my best friend. You're the love of my life. You're my light. You're my son. You are this and that. And it's like, This is a whole stepdad compared to the actual father. Future said, happy birthday, son. Yeah. And not to say that, okay, Future has to give some long, deep, you know, story on on, on social media, you know, but I feel like it is obvious. We've kind of, like, followed everything from the beginning, even right from Future being in Sierra's stomach till today. So we could still, we could see, like, the pattern. We could see the type of dad he is. Like, he's not... He's and basic. I, and I think that the only reason it's even coming up is because it's Future and Russell, and it's such a stark yeah. difference between them. Mm-hmm. Because we see so many celeb, quote-unquote, stepdads that are able to claim their children as they are without any confusion, i.e. Lori Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you see that with Future and Tyena. I mean, not Future, oh, Fabulous, Fabulous and Tyena. Exactly, T.I. and Zanique, you know. And and it's so many others that we don't have this, this confusion. And I think it's... 
you know, for people to try to make Russell feel bad or call it disrespectful, um, for him to acknowledge himself as his father, I feel like that's weird. Like, that's what you want. I think it's also people who are hurting. It's also people who are jealous that, you know, they probably low-key did not have their dad in their lives and they did not have a good stepdaddy or somebody to step in. So now they're like, oh, how dare baby future? How dare Sierra allow a good, better man be in baby future's life? What? Exactly. Like, what? Like, what? Does that even make sense? Like, this is for the kid. Exactly. And you know what? We stand with you, Russell. Okay. Well, what's next on the list? I guess Let's COVID. talk about COVID. We tried to give y'all a little break, but the the, the gag is we, COVID still, is we still here. <laughs> we still here. Even though the economy is opening up, many more states are like, you know what? Fuck it. We outside. But, Girl. You know. ATL, Texas. Like, we've seen, like, videos of, you know, um, restaurants, low-key clubs. They're just back open. Yeah. Life New York is... announced today that they are opening their economy up June 8th, I believe. Oh. And I know Illinois, we are back. Well, well, well we're Going we're into the stage one three. Or phase one. Oh, no, we're, we, we're going to stage three. Yeah. Because if you're if they're gonna open patios, restaurants, that is not stage one, girl. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now patios, like you know, rest, outside restaurants outside should be restaurant. open. The rooftop. June third, I think. Was it June third or Wow, that's crazy. No, it's actually like really soon, like because this is the end of May. So life is basically about to, to open up, like with this COVID. I don't know how other countries are handling it. Uh, I can't say, but as for us. I do think that slowly but surely it is I think, hopefully eradicated. Yeah, I think, like, I, w- I wouldn't say eradicated, but I think that there is a reality that, um, you know, COVID is going to live among us the way the way other diseases and other things do live among us. And until we are able to really get a vaccine or some sort of something, uh, everybody, please still move cautiously. Please still move, like, with sense and protect yourselves. And I think for you to even uh, mentioning that COVID is still going to live among us, I do agree. There, um, There's some studies showing that apparently there's more than one strain of this coronavirus that it has mutated because that's what viruses do. You know, because it is um, related to SARS, you mm-hmm. know. So hopefully it doesn't really mutate to become something major where everyone has a different strand of thing of something. Then it becomes really hard to identify. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how will we know who has COVID or not? How will we know what the signs are? Because it seems like there's two different symptoms and different this and that. Oh, yeah. Every day is something new. It is something new. But um, may God help us. As you said, you guys, please. I still got our mask on, okay? Period. Mask on. It ain't to the fuck it mask off. <laughs> nah. We're not there yet. Wait. We're not. Just okay, wait. Okay, let's get to the real thing. As everyone may know, social media has been going crazy. America is crazy. And I say America with three Ks, KKK. Police brutality has been something that we've been all dealing with for the past, what, two weeks now? Do you want to give more into that? Um, so... It's a lot to unpack. Um, so off the air, we talked about these situations on our live, but um, you know, we had the situation with Ahmad Arbery. We had the situation with I believe his name was Sean Anderson, um, the the army vet that was mm-hmm. killed. We have the situation with Brianna yeah. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the situation now with George Floyd. Um, we, we have a situation that wasn't lethal, thank God, but a situation that also happened with Christian Cooper that we're going to get into a little bit later as well. Um, but I think that, that, that the sad and untimely thing that I've been seeing people say is that we are now realizing in America that racism is an essential function, right? Like, in the midst of a global pandemic yeah. when things are happening, 
racism is still taking the forefront. Um, so just to kind of get about what happened this week, um, as we know, Minnesota right now is in uproar, Minneapolis, because the Minneapolis police murdered George Floyd in cold blood. Um, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't cold blood. They they took a knee on his neck um, and suffocated him in that manner. The report said that the police were originally called um, because it was alleged that he gave a counterfeit $10 bill, which is racism. This is like a, a inception of racism, right? Like your race, your racism thought that this man had to use a fake $10 bill. Let's start there. That incited you to actually call the police on fake $10. It's just $10, but whatever. Um, from there, the police came and used their race to kill this man. Now, the latest update with this case is that the four officers have been fired, um, and the main officer, the one who was actually kneeling on his neck, um, has been charged today with third-degree murder and manslaughter. You know, it's so funny because the, the, the main officer, he worked at the same club that George was working as a security Wow. Mm -hmm. So he, so he, so this, so deeper. yeah, pictures came out and also pictures of him came out of the officer, you know, of his, of his Facebook page with the make America great again. So obviously he's racist. Okay. And mind you, they said that this is not the first time that he's had, um, you know, a, a racial or police um, conduct complaint against him. Yeah. This is not the first time. And let's even talk about Minnesota because this happened in Minnesota, right? We think that, oh, Minnesota is a liberal state. Things are changing. America is becoming better. No, it's not. <laughs> never thought data, data shows otherwise. And in Minnesota, in the city of Minnesota, uh, in Minnesota cities and counties, they paid over $60.8 million in police misconduct cases from 2007 to 2017. The lot. MPD kills black Minnesotans at a rate 13 times that of white Minnesotans. Why? First of all, that's wild that it's the police that's Why? killing all these people. Why? That's, Why? that's wild. Why? As of 2020, uh, Minnesota ranks 45th out of 51 states when it comes to racial integration, making it one of the most segregated states in the entire country. I feel like that alone speaks for itself. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. Even watching that video, girl, I cried, you know? I, I, I've made a thing where, like, okay, I'm not, I, I've stopped watching police brutality videos a good minute for a while because I cannot deal with it. But this one, I'm like, you know what? I think I need to watch it, you know? Not to remind myself, but just to also know that, okay. Because, you know, we could all be like, oh, well, let's not talk about it. Let's, you know, ignore everything going on in the media, blah, blah, blah. And you can live your life and, you know, act like this is not existing at all. And I don't want to do that, you know? So I watched the video and I'm telling you, it broke my heart. I legit was like boo-hoo crying because if anything, it just added more fear, you know? Because we have brothers, we have dads, you know? And it's like, this can be them. This could be us. This could be our friends. On a regular day, you walking out the street, on a regular day that you're driving your car, on a regular day that you're doing whatever it is, and that you, with you having this black skin on, it's, it's, Man, it's it's a death sentence. I'm I, I I'm I'm at a standstill of words. Um, and and it's because I don't know what more to say. I don't. I I truly. I honestly and truly. I feel like I've gotten on here. Even just on 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 this platform, just on our podcast alone, I have gotten on here on numerous occasions and. Spoke this spoke. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We've talked about this. Um, 
so so that's already disheartening there. Yeah. Then to just see it manifesting in different ways all the time. I feel like you you look to the left, um, there is there are our young boys who are being um profiled at their own gym and told they can't go there. You look to the right. Gym. You know what I mean? That they live in in the building. You look to the right, um, you see young children, 12, 13, 14 year old boys who are barely getting past puberty, um, being being their arms being twisted and ruffled up on the floor like what are you up. doing yeah you see people in starbucks sitting down it's just it's too much and you the see, police, police is called on them i go for a bike ride or a run or something all the time you see people trying to get a little exercise in the middle of quarantine and be gunned down by civilians mm. not even we're not even still talking about the power play of police civilians who who thought that their whiteness held enough authority to kill people so I don't know what to say. I feel like, you know, I made a post this week that, you know, what is the difference between what we are seeing in Minnesota today versus 1993 when Rodney King, um, the video of Rodney King was released and Los Angeles riots happened? What is the difference between when Freddie Gray was killed by the police um, and then the Baltimore riots happened yeah. in 2015. What is the difference between the 2014 Ferguson riots? Like, what is the difference? And then we think about it. It's like, what are the responses to those protests, right? Because now, you know, you know, the whole, like, Targets was looted and everything. And, of course, this person that we have makes, just makes matter worse. For you this man will go that? on Twitter. For him to say that? I'm okay. going to read what he said. He said, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. Really? I, no. Okay. And he was like, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Who are people looting? Who are people protesting? Who? Majority of them are what? They're black. So you basically saying, I saw a tweet. Basically, the, um, our friend, he said that. Basically, Trump is saying, shoot them niggas. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he, listen, listen. Here's the thing, and here and here's why, um, you know, I think on our la- on one of our last lives when we talked about Diddy making those comments about, um, you know, holding the black vote, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's a hostage or whatever, and when he said that, I, I, and this is the exact reason why I say statements like that is irresponsible right now. Right, nigga, this ain't 2008. This ain't rock the vote, vote or die. We have so many more things at stake. We have a a a free world leader that's literally telling you, shoot them people, shoot them. Mind you, April 16. Remember when people in Michigan were mad that oh we can't live our lives. They want to go outside. The white people, they legit had their guns, G. They really, they legit had their guns. They had their banners. They had their flags. Everything. Talking about oh we want to live life. We want to. They even broke into... Did you see one? They broke into the um, yes, Planet Fitness Gym. Yes. They broke into Planet Fitness Gym and out. started working out. What did, what did Trump said? He said, the governor of Michigan should give a little and put out the fire. They're very good people, but they're angry. They want their lives back again safely. See them, talk to them, make a deal. Really? Honestly, really? These people what, holding guns. Guns. My thing is... <laughs> Come November, listen, everybody, everybody that's putting shit up, everybody that's doing stuff, mm-hmm. come November, 
please remember these moments. Please keep that same energy. I don't care if COVID out there, y'all better put on some masks, some gloves, some hand sanitizer, and some Lysol. And please vote. Please do it because in 1965, people crossed the bridge just in Selma, Alabama, lost their lives for us to have this right to vote Mm -hmm. so that we can have some sort of voice in situations like this. I don't give a damn about Joe Biden. He's not my favorite man either. But I will tell you this. Joe Biden is not going to have the gall or the audacity to give permission for white vigilantes to shoot looters. That is never something that Joe Biden is going to be out here doing. At all. And then for our, you know, white listeners or our listeners that are in different countries, because, you know, we are cross-cultural, global. um, And if you're white, okay, you do not identify as black and you have internet, you have social media, you listen to this podcast, whatever it is, and you believe that you are not racist, talk to your white friends. White people, you have to start talking to other white people about not doing this to black people, okay? Talk to your family, your friends, strangers. I don't, any white person, I feel like, you know, they're not making any post about it. I feel some type of way. And you, really, you have to have conversation about your other white people about this because this is a problem within y'all. Like, this is a, 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 a demonic spirit of hatred that you got, that they have within them. You guys need to talk to each other. I don't know. And I also want to kind of use this moment to also talk about this person of color thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, so last week's episode of Insecure, if you're following Insecure, you know Molly's dating an an Asian man. And, um, you know, there was a discussion with the Asian man's brother and Molly where they talked about the term person of color Mm -hmm. and how um, Asians use the term person of color or identify as person of color when it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think that this video... um, where we see this Asian police officer stand there and not care and just kind of look like, yo, I'm just trying to make sure my man's is covered right now while he's killing somebody. Yeah. Is an example of these things. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I'm not, and this isn't any way to degrade Asians or whatever. Like, I fuck with Asians. I'm just saying that when we when we interchange person of color when we're talking about black issues is dangerous yeah because this is this is in a this is in a moment to be like for all my black and people of color no 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 we're talking about black people who yeah. get killed on the regular yeah. like let's let's be real and say that this is a black issue and if you are a person of color if that's how you identify yourself then in this moment we need you as an ally. We do not Simple. need this to be like a, we go through shit too. No, this is a... Because it's, it's this, this very the, moment that you see them, you know, separating themselves. Exactly. You know, like, oh, but I'm not black though. Okay. And I want people to like be able to identify what line, when we talk about person of color, what is the, what is the color that we are on the spectrum of? Are we saying that you're a person of color that just so happens to not quite be white or you're a person of color that is far enough from black Mm -hmm. what is it and I think that is the case of that police officer that we saw standing right there lastly for my African listeners okay African brothers and sisters we are all one in this situation if you say that oh this is a black thing this is an African American thing my dear you're part of the issue you're part of the problem okay this white people America KKK do they they do not see that oh don't shoot him because he's African, because his name is Babatunde. Girl, no, they don't care about that. They see a black skin, a dark skin, a brown skin, whatever you identify as. They see that. That's an issue. 
I'm sorry. For, that, the colorism just. I know for real. It's just funny that it's whatever you identify as. You know, so it's, it's like that's what they see. You know, they don't say that it's a, 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 a this this a black thing. You know, so African listeners that are in you know African countries, please also you know. Create some type of awareness about this. Make this a conversation, you know? Because everyone wants to come to America. Everyone wants to come to London. Not, I'm not saying you should not come home, but it's like, hey, educate yourselves, please. Period. Okay. Um, But, you know, we still kind of on this topic, but, you know, we ain't heard this drop in so long. I'm trying to hear it right now. Let's give it to you. Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata, woo! A little of the week this week is a man named Amy Cooper, otherwise known as Karen. Okay. He said a man, a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see them. Um, Karens have no identity to me. All I know Karens as are white women who use white tears and white um, skin, skin privilege. privilege to um, inflict and weapon, well, they weaponize their whiteness against black people. Period. How about that? They weaponize their whiteness against black people. In this case, we have Amy Cooper, okay? So what Amy Cooper did is she was in Central Park in New York City, and she decided to walk her dog with no leash, which is a different, you know, first of all, I hate that shit. Stop walking your dogs with no leashes in public places. Everybody think they dog is trying until the dog yeah. shows them that they're not trying. Girl! I hate you know that. what I'm saying? That's just, that's just that on that. Um, and a good... Harvard graduate, bird watching, cartoonist, former Marvel cartoonist, okay. amazing, educated, eloquent Harvard black educated. man. Harvard educated. He went to Harvard. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. That's what he went. <laughs> Ivy League educated okay. black man, Christian Cooper, who probably a kinfolk for all she know. <laughs> um, you know, simply try to enforce the rules. And said, ma'am, in Central Park, you need to have a leash on your dog. Can you please put a leash on your dog? Politely. Please, Eloquently. Before you know it, here come Amy Cooper talking about, Lord, help me, call the police. Oh, my God. This, it was the way a she said. A big black man. It was the way she said African-American that just, ugh, that just <laughs> irritated me. She was like, an African-American man is talking to me, and he's attacking me. Me and my dog. And he's threatening me. Meanwhile, dog not trying to subscribe to racism. Dog trying to continue his walk on the day. He said, put me on the leash. Gee, the man was actually reaching to his bag to get some treats for the dog <laughs> to give the dog some I'm treats. talking about the dog and and my good brother Christian were in cahoots girl the dog and Christian <laughs> were fine but Amy damn you killed the dog for not being a racist listen listen and obviously to the end of the day she wanted the same result to happen to George Floyd she wanted it to happen to him cause this woman these white women they know what they're doing they know it's obvious like oh my god once I see a black man Woo woo! They're gonna come, okay? If you do, please do follow us on our social media page. There's a video that we posted today. You know, all within like a few days, there's a white pastor who lied and said that, oh, a black man kidnapped me. Meanwhile, he was actually in a hotel. This is a pastor. He didn't, he didn't, pastor. He didn't want people to know he was in a hotel he with another woman. Yeah. Another white woman, okay? This all happened in the same week. In another white week. woman. She drowned her son who has autism. Him. Autism. And she said, a big black man came my son. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> what? But you Wanda. take your own son, G. Ooh. So uh, this is basically things that happen where false 911 calls, oh my God, a black man, a black woman, blah, 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 blah. Like, 
and it's, it's, just, it's so, an extreme it's, sport. It's so problematic, right? Because it's like I be thinking to my like for for us to have to think one, two, three times before we're able to call the police in situations. Listen. And I think that 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 is so scary, right? Like because we're women. Listen, I see a we're police women. car, my heart beats. Gee, I can't breathe. I'm my, I instantly, listen, I instantly start speaking in tongues. I'm sorry, G. I'm saying like blood of Jesus. Let my car be invisible to them because I don't <laughs> want them to see me to stop me for any reason. Because I have been stopped by a police before that they did not have a good energy. Like he was instantly mean. And I was just like, yes, I feel, and I feel you for you men. Instantly, it, it was one day I was driving without my wig and I had a uh, and a cap. <laughs> no, this this sounds crazy, but it's real. I had my wig on, so I just had my you know my braids. So I had a little baseball cap, mm-hmm. right, and a hoodie because I'm just I don't yeah. know. I think I was going to Panera Bread. And out of nowhere, like two, three cops pulled up behind what? me. I swear to God. So I'm like, and you know, and he comes up with some bullshit story about like, oh, your your tail light is out or whatever. And they be lying. And they be lying. So when I got home, I told my brother, I'm like, yo, this is what happened. He was like, oh, you didn't have your wig on, did you? And I was like, no. He was like, oh, you look like that? And I was like, yeah. He said, they probably thought you were a guy yeah. from like just driving. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn. Of course. Come on now. Of course now. Me too. I've been a victim it's of. It's sad. It's scary, man. I don't like this. It's really scary. So if I I'm good. sorry. I'm about to cry. <laughs> no, because it's scary. No, it really is. No, it's scary. All jokes aside. It really all, is. All like I saw our other best friend Nussie, her post, and she was saying like how she is fearful for her husband, and her oh, husband, yeah. her, he just came from Nigeria not too long ago. So yeah. of course, you know, there's a difference with the culture. There's a yeah. difference. You know, it's something that we don't, as an African coming straight from, you know, it's African just something country, you, would, you, you just would, understand. Like yeah. they used to even put two and two together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a it's, different. It's different. It's weird. It's really weird. It's, I have brothers, G. I can't imagine that one day I get a call that something happened to my brother because I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, because <laughs> no, this... No, it's like... I, I just cannot. No, it's, it's crazy. I'm no, scared. This is serious. I'd be it's scared serious. too. Like, too I try not to think about it's it. too much. I really do try not to think about it. You know what I'm saying? I have three it's brothers. Unfair. I have nephews. You know what I mean? And it's like, one of my nephews, he's, he's getting up there. Like, he's five. He's going to be six. And it's like... Damn, what you got, like, four more years of being a, a child? My question is, what is the hate? Why is the hate so strong, you know? G? Why? Why? What, what did one do? Why is it still serious? And, and, and think that it's, it's a global thing. It's not just an American thing. See how to treat us, our brothers, G. We probably got uncles in China. We don't even know. I, I had uncles in China. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, see how they treat us there. Why? I don't understand. What is the issue? Shit, look how we cannot walk us. out the. Sh- we can't walk down the streets and feel safe. In our own continent, look how South Africa treats black people. And you are in our continent. And it's our. It's our. It's our I mean, I, I country. I'm sorry, man. I'm it's our coming. country. It's too much. It's too it's heavy. It's our country. But you know. We just pray God continue to protect us. And we pray. You know, I, I think I asked my friend like, why? Like, why is this something? And he was like, what did he say? He said like, you know, he, he said I damn day. All kingdoms fall, right? So he said, you know, this is white people. This is their t- their time. And he's like, their time is going to come where they're going to fall. Gee, I hope I'm alive, boy. Let me tell you about I white better people. be alive when they... <laughs> and this is my thing, and, I, and I'll leave it at that before we move on. Um, um, you know, g- growing up being black, um, being a black woman... It's it's hard and it's it's complicated and it gives you a lot of feelings because it's like you know you have shit as a woman and you have shit as being black, um, but the thing with white people that I never understood and I never will understand is y'all have everything, y'all get to walk around freely you guys have more advantages even if you're like you but guys, broke poor you guys don't have 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I was watching a show today, and people were throwing away food, and the first thing they said is, they're starving kids in Africa. And I was so fucking mad, because I'm like, bitch, they're starving kids in Down Europe. Down the street. They're starving kids in America. Like, Africa is not the place of starvation. Um, and, and just to have to always walk with that, I have to defend my people. I have to defend my country. I have to, to stand with my men. And then to also be on the other end of that, where it's like, to feel like your own men don't want you or you do this, that, and the other. And I know we get on here a lot of the time and we say, you know, we poke fun and say a lot of shit about guys. Um, but I, I do want it to be clear that we stand with black men always and truly. In situations like this, you always going to catch us at the front line. You're waiting for everybody you, black. You always going to catch me going above and beyond for black men because I'm surrounded by black men. That's all I know, black men. You came from a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and... Um, all, all I know is that if a, if a black man ever needs to feel safe, know that he can be, feel safe with us. That's, that's, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I don't know. Week. I don't know. It's I'm, been a rough I don't week know. for I don't that. Know. But you guys stay safe, people. Stay safe. Stay safe. And just keep praying. Okay, let's get into our topic of the week. Ha. All right, guys. Um, so our, our topic of the week was somewhat inspired by this future and Russell situation, right? So mm-hmm. we want to pose the question, is blood actually thicker, thicker than, than water? water? Okay, and mm. I think that it all kind of plays in, especially now that we're talking about um, the kinship of the black community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you know how we're, how we're saying things like, you know, we stand by you and we'll be by you. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's just even in our nature. We call each other brother, sister. Like, yes, sister. Yes, brother. This yeah. is that and the other. Um, so it's kind of like when we think about all these things, what are what are the relations and the expectations of these people, um, be it if you're not blood or if you are blood, like what are these expectations? So do you think blood is thicker than water? I mean, yeah, blood is thicker than water, actually. But do you think in that concept that it's used? The, the, whole, the yeah. whole idea of, yeah. you know, being blood related? No. Okay, why? I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that you're, like, you're related. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You're related. And by that relation, I'm supposed to owe you some sort of loyalty. But it's it's kind of like, you know, people are going to live whatever life that they want to live. Mm -hmm. And and that can manifest itself in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... I think we're a great example of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think a lot of people know that we're not, like, related by blood. But you wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't know that at all because of how we carry ourselves with each other um but there's a lot i have people that i am related to by blood and you know i, I had situations at my father's funeral and i came home and i ripped their picture up and i don't speak to oh. them no more. like dead like i don't have like i have a cousin dead don't talk to her no more like it's over really yeah like if i see her i'll walk past her oh wow mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow yeah i think you know i think that concept is real i think it's true but too it doesn't apply in all situations yeah it's really you know in the student like you know sometimes even if you didn't really grow up with a certain family member but it may be that immediate connection where it's like oh we're just so alike why because we're blood mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and as you said there's this you know on the like this like unspoken loyalty that you have for a family member or the mm-hmm. family like you know it should be between family because we are blood period right you know because it is certain things that your blood would do for you that an outsider would not do for you right and vice versa right you know by the same time as you said family does not necessarily mean family right because you're my blood does not mean you have my best interest it, it, it doesn't a complete stranger could love me more you know and act in my life 
more than someone who's actually related to me. Exactly. And I think, okay, so let's let's even get into some of these subtopics, right? So in the case of stepchildren, mm-hmm. right, um, how was that supposed to look? Because in that case, you, you know um, that you're not blood. Well, I guess, you know, the kinship is there through marriage or whatever, yeah. but, like, what is the expectation? Or, or, like, does the expectation play a different role based on when... Um, they were introduced to each other's lives or how they were introduced. I think, me personally, I feel like if you're going to be with someone who has a child, you should instantly... For the fact that you left that person, you have to love their child, right? Yeah. And you have to love that child as your child. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that it may take a while for some people to adapt to. You know, it may not be an initial, like, an immediate bond, right? Because it's not like, oh, that's your blood, that's your child, whatever. You know, especially if the, the child is a little bit older, too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I do think, you know, there should be no difference. They should not be a feeling of, oh, that's the stepchild, but, oh, this is actually my own child. You know, I personally don't even like when people introduce their stepkids as, this is my stepkid. I understand why some people do it because maybe that is the dynamic mm-hmm. in the relationship. And maybe even the child does not want to be acknowledged as their own kid. And, you know, maybe they right. want that difference to be there. Everyone is different, different. But for me, you know, my dad is my stepdad. You know, many people don't know that. And he's been my dad since I was like six years old. You know, right. like I don't know anybody else. And it, it, was, it was actually weird when I think about it, how he became my dad. So he and my mom, they dated. I don't know when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting him. <laughs> You know how Nigerians are. You call everybody mommy, daddy. Yeah. You know, I married him. My mom was like, oh, yeah. Did she say like, oh, this is, you know, she's like, and I remember meeting him. It was in New York. And we went shopping. He bought me a lot of things. He, um, it was my seventh birthday. We did a, it was a big roller skate party. Apparently he paid for it. And she's like, oh, yeah, daddy paid for it. I'm like, girl, your dad is daddy. <laughs> daddy. I'm like, who's daddy? I'm mad I wanted the roller skate party. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, who is Daddy G? Because I don't know. Last time I heard that word, <laughs> no shame. But I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I remember. I think we went to Nigeria. And she was in Nigeria too, and we were living in, um, we were in his house. And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is Daddy." I'm like, "Oh, this shit's for real." <laughs> but then I remember, like, I'm trying to see. Do I even remember, like, when I'm like, this "When is the my moment dad. he felt like Daddy, it wasn't just a title." And I, I, I cannot pinpoint a moment. moment. I, I just can't. I think I was just like, "Oh, Dad, that's Dad," and then he treated him like his dad, like his daughter. Boom. My mom says that um, one of the reasons why she didn't marry him was that she saw a relationship. I guess I don't remember this you specific so moment. Young. But she said that the reason why she actually was like, okay, this is the man that I'm going to go with is the relationship he had with me. Because she was like, he immediately accepted me as his daughter. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe it even makes sense as to why I don't even remember that moment. Yeah. You know, because it was just an initial connection. Yeah, know? it just kind of happened. Um, and I think that, like, for example, so, so something that for me... Um, my mom, like, she, so we, so there's this, so there's this boy that we technically kind of took in, um, when we were, when, when he was younger, right? And, you know, the thing is, like, he, he's not, like, blood or anything. It really was just kind of like a kid who was kind of going through some stuff and we just kind of took him in. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's like my little brother. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. And, and to me, it's never... I never thought too much about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was old enough. and like, I was seven or whatever. But, like, I was in college, I think, when, right, when he right. came around. And to me, it was just kind of like, well, you part of the family now. So, yeah. you know, and I'm, the, I'm that type of person that I bond. I, I uh, build communal relationships yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, like if, you know, if it's like, yo, you supposed to be squad. Okay, you squad then. Like, you gang or you family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, any anybody and people could I mean people could vouch for this or whatever. Anybody that I say it's like my brother, 
Like they're my brother. Whether we talk today, yeah. tomorrow, all the time, yeah. you're gonna be my brother. Yeah. Like you need something, I I carry that, and I'm just that type of person. Yeah. Um. But the odd part about that is there's a lot of my own personal family who I do don't fuck with. Of like course. That. Like a lot of. That I would know. <laughs> like um. Especially, okay, so being Nigerian, right? So being Nigerian, which you kind of talked about, it's a culture within us to kind of, like, not call people by their name, but to maybe address them as, like, if they're old enough to be your mom, mommy. If they're old enough to be, you know, even if it's, like, a cousin, auntie, uncle, or whatever, you know, there's a lot of, like, mixed matching of titles. Um, And for the longest time, I was that kid that could not call nobody mommy or daddy that was not my mom. I am still that kid. I'm sorry. But now I've opened up to it because it's, like, it's like it's not everybody, but it's certain people I call mommy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand because at this point I have I respect you like my mother. I get that. And to me, it's like it's an earned thing. Right. I think in the Niger culture, it's just like oh, she older it's than respect. you. It's respect. You know what I'm respect. saying? But mm-hmm. for me, it's like oh, you've earned that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think um, ironically when when I start coming around your mom, you know, I was young. I was like mm-hmm. like young young. Um, but I just knew it was like oh, auntie, auntie, auntie. But yeah. then over some years, after a while, it was like. She's like my mom too, so now I call her mom. You know what I'm saying? Do you take offense? I don't call your mom mom. No, I don't take offense to it because it becomes. It comes like it's. You have to like because I do see her as a mother figure. Yeah, but but it's like it's just kind of how some. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm that way about calling guys men daddy. That's one thing that I'm like very. Okay, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't call men any man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not sexual, but like it's not sexual. (laughs) Like calling men daddy. Daddy. It's like it's kind of like I don't call it just any guy daddy. Maybe I don't know if it's like a daddy issue because my dad died, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like that. I'll avoid. Like I'll call a guy like Alaji or whatever Mm -hmm. random title he uses. Like. Yeah, I say that before I say like the actual. Mom. Yeah, I, I I don't do the whole thing. I mom is for mom, dad is for dad. Um, but I definitely get it. I just go about. I just rather not say <laughs> say anything. But I think we should talk about how you know. Um, not everyone is accepted as a step as a child or a stepchild. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know I do know that there are some people in my family or my dad's side that may not really like me. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something is it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. But it's fact though. You know. And not everyone is okay with, you know, a, a step-parent treating a child like their own. Yeah. You know, some people may have an issue with it. Some people are like, well, that's not your real child, so why you treat them this way? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that could, be a, that, that could be a problem. It could be confusing for a child, too, sometimes. Oh, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Like, it's, it's with having, you know, different parents. It's like, okay, do I call this man daddy? Do I call him uncle? Do I call him... Yeah, like, what know? is the response? Exactly. Like, with me, my parents are not together, but, you know, I, by God's grace, in the future, my mom remarries. It's like, am I finna call her... Am I finna call her... Her new husband. <laughs> her new husband and daddy? Oh, uh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> nah, yeah, I definitely I'm feel not, like... but then, but it means, like, is he... Then he's like, my step, step, dad, dad. You know? Come on, my step, step. Step, step, dad. <laughs> <laughs> not step, step. And I think that this is also a good time to talk about those, um, the the inverse of that. What yeah. if you have people that you are related to by blood and it, it's it's nothing? You know what I mean? I know that um, we see that a lot within, especially within the black community, when it comes to people and their fathers. Oh yeah, or people and their mothers. And it's like, how do we handle that? What is the what is the loyalty? How about this is the question? What is the loyalty that is expected or that you say you have to honor because of blood? Is there any loyalty? Okay, so like for me, I'm also that same child where I do have where my biological father um is not in my life I he's not been in my life since I was like probably two or th- no maybe three I think that's when my parents separated um do I have any loyalty to him I don't know I don't know 
Um, the only thing I could say is I, I would respect him because that's what the Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. I would, you know, honor him like, oh, this is the, the sperm donor. But would I say that um, it's some deep law? Like, mm-hmm. on my wedding day, who's going to walk me down the aisle? My dad. And that's my stepdad, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the only one I refer to as my dad. Um, but, you know, it, when you do think about it, it's like how can you have blood that is your child and you don't think about them at all? Mm-hmm. You know, I do some... I, I thank God so much for my dad, you know, that... He doesn't make me think about my biological father, you mm-hmm. know, because sometimes when you do sit and you, you really think, it's just like, your blood does not want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, I wasn't born out of wedlock. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like a whole baby mama situation. Not to say it's okay for even that situation to happen, yeah, you know, but, but it wasn't one of those like, oh, it was a fling and like, oh, she didn't. He didn't know yeah. I was his child. Like, this was born into wedlock. Like, I low-key look like him, you know, like same complexion, same ears type of thing. Um, so it, it is a little bit, it, it is a little, it's baffling. Like, how can you have blood and not even want, or not even ask, not to care? And, you know, my mom didn't even mention that when they were together, he actually even maltreated me. He didn't treat me well. Like, she said, she remember with me being two, three-year-old, I'd be like, why is that always yelling at me? Why is he shouting, shouting at me? Doesn't he like me? And, you know, she said that she reported him to his friend. Like, okay, this is... Because I was born in Nigeria. He was here. He was in Rhode Island because that's where he lived. Um, so I came here. My mom, my mom and I came here when I was one. And even though he wasn't in Nigeria when I was born, but it's like, you know about the whole thing, you know? So she reported him to his friend, like, this is his child, and he's not even friendly, loving, kind to the daughter. Like, he's, like my mom would be like, I'll be so scared. Like, I'll legit be in the bathroom, my dad doesn't like me type of situation. And it's like, how? So I guess, I guess you know, to some people, the blood does not even, like, connect. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I, I definitely have... Um, I have, You know what's funny? I, I think a lot of people don't know how many blood relatives I have in America. Even in Chicago. So I have an uncle slash cousin. And I say uncle slash cousin because he really my cousin, but he old enough to be my uncle. So you I've always known him as my <laughs> uncle. Uh, it really wasn't until like later years that I even figured out that technically we're cousins. Oh, okay. Um, um, but yeah, he... He he been around me since I was in Portugal, right? Like like we brought him with us to America. Oh, okay. And um we lived down the street at a point in time. In Calumet City, he lived over there by a liquor store on Burnham. Like those apartments right over there. He lived right over there. And he it's it's crazy whenever I see him. Like it's it's like the craziest thing. It's like I literally grew up with you half my life. And then when I see you, it's like Hey, what right. are you doing? It's it. And um, he's somebody that I just never feel comfortable around. Like, oh, it's, I, I swear to you, it's just the weirdest thing. And I, it's just like, I know we're blood. We have this, like, he look like us. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know we're family when you see us. But I have just this weird, innate uncomfortability. Yeah. Like, I, I sometimes I be thinking, like, I want to get, like, hypnotized just to know if anything is, like, I'm suppressing because I've always felt, like, the oh, weirdest thing around him. Um. And, and 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 that's like my blood. Like we share the same last name. It's it's just it's really crazy to me to think like that, that that's somebody that I really know. Um, but I also have so many uncles. Like my brothers in the soccer. My brothers are in soccer clubs, and the men and the uncles that we've known through there. Like those are my uncles right. to me. Like you know, like with my father passing. Like these are the men that I would want to like stand for me. At my wedding. And it's crazy because, like, I have biological yeah. family here. Um, You know, my dad's younger brother, I don't even think... Me and him really didn't even reconnect until I moved to Baltimore because he lives in Philly. Mm. So it wasn't like... 
it was like I moved to Baltimore and I tried to make a thing of like being there. And and what I try to do now with all my younger cousins is I try to be a big cousin because I don't yeah, really have big, big cousins. cousins. Yeah. So I really like no matter what, like I know I'm probably like really annoying to them and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm gonna just message them. Like I made a group track for us on Instagram yeah. just for no reason, just to be like, Hey y'all, like I'm your big cousin, talk to me whenever, bye. And I just try to be there because I think that we don't talk about like that void sometimes. Like yeah. growing up I was always jealous of how all my black friends had like big family. Gee, they be in it. They be like me, my Gee. cousin, my cousin, my auntie, my uncle, my girl, like and family I, unions and everything. Yeah, and I like, like that. And I'm like, I'm trying so hard to plan that type of stuff for my family, and it's just kind of like to me is is weird. Like even now, I think that I'm just now getting to a place with my own brothers where it's like we're able to really be familiar with one another because I think because of the culture. Um, and, my, and the gap that me and my brothers shared for a long time, I couldn't relate with them the way most people relate with mm-hmm. brothers and like that brother-sister vibe. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm just now getting to that place where I'm able to have like a brother-sister vibe. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, it's just so many, it's just so many moments where I'm like, I think that because we're blood, sometimes we feel like we don't have to build the relationship. Right. Like, it's naturally just gonna like be it's just there. Gonna, like, yeah, like God no. said, we brother and sister, so therefore we brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I think it wasn't until I started, like, building those bonds with people that I wasn't blood with then that realize, I started realizing, like... Oh, this is missing with my actual Exactly. Brothers. Like, this is what it's supposed to be, like, with your blood, with your kin, and, yeah. like, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, you know, even with the cousins, like I said, all of my, most of my cousins are everywhere all over the world, so I had to build cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the start, establishing, like, that's yeah. my cousin, that's my cousin, that's my cousin. I had yeah. to build my own family. Right, right. I would definitely say, you know, being Nigerian, it definitely... You know, and I'm sure other cultures can relate to to this, but it definitely shows how big and important family is, but also shows how family ain't shit either. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, being you know Nigerians, we're really family oriented. No matter what, we're all about family. You know what I'm saying? This is what your mother and your dad says. Like you, have, you know what I mean? Like you, it's just your brother. Who else are you gonna have your who's, who's back? That's your mm-hmm. sister. That's your family. Like we go hard for our family. Like. Like, the way some Americans, you know, do with their family is a little bit... Like, with us, like, let's say... Let's say you need someone to live with, or you need uh, you need money, or you need whatever. With the person being family, it's an instant thing. You it's know like you instantly should it's be able to talk thing. to them. Like, in yeah. Nigeria, ain't no thing like you suing your brother, you suing your mama. But, <laughs> see, I watch all the, like, all these paternity courts, uh, all these different court things. You see mom and daughters, grandma and daughters, sister and brother, they sue each other. In Nigeria, nah, you family, why? Who, who does that? We have an issue. You, you call the head of the household, the head of the, you know, the, the, the family lineage will come and resolve the situation. So we're definitely family-oriented, but at the same time, being Nigerians, you know, you see how much Nigerians get. I don't say Nigerian ain't shit. <laughs> but, you know, your family could really be so shitty. Yeah, because, yeah, because I feel like, sorry to cut you off, I, I just feel like there's so many instances where, um, it, it, with Americans, like, they be real about the shit. It's like, at the end of the day, um, fuck with you, you dangerous, whatever, whatever. But Nigerians, yeah. we'll play with it. And these be the same people you, that you be put, put it in juju on. No, you, never play you, shit. You know what I'm saying? put it to heart. Yeah, it's like, they'll put, these are the same people that will like, put juju on you, that'll mm-hmm. say, like, you know, that will, that you'll come to find out, like, damn, you the one that stole my fortune. And juju, we're talking about um, voodoo. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah black it's like, magic, yeah. So it's kind of like, and I, and, I, and I think that also was a big thing for me growing yeah. up, that, like, it's your, it's your, your daddy's family that we put you whatever, whatever. That puts voodoo on you. So this, you know what I'm saying? That like, creates fear too. And that creates fear. So that kind of like, that's what made me, I think that was the first part of me distancing myself yeah. from them. So it's kind of like, 
I think that I think honestly, when I just went back for my dad's ten year memorial, was the first time in a very long time where I was like, "Damn, this is my whole family." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can start putting things together, yeah. and 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 that feeling is a different feeling. Like as much as I, I, you know, as much as family is like bullshit and kind of created, I think there is something different to being able to see lineage. Yeah, yeah. That, that definitely is yeah to see lineage that definitely yeah. is something different I totally agree because even as a Nigerian another way that I see that you know family ain't shit is like with us being Nigerian Nigeria, like you know you work hard you send money to your family members I've seen many situations where an individual works so hard I have siblings in Nigeria I have family in Nigeria I'm sending money to them building houses for them to look for my business and then you go to Nigeria and you see that they spent the money. Mm. You see that your business that, you, they, that they were telling you that they were, that they were developing is not there. The land that you told them to buy, the house you told them to buy, it ain't there. Why? Because your, fam- your family, they, t- they ate your money and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> it don't matter to them Yeah. At all. So it just goes both ways. And also when you do think about it, you know, I do realize, the I get in my real, I realize that, you know, it's not all about blood, you know, because I'm close to, so my, my, my dad's kids, they're, I, they're my siblings, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not related by one drop of blood at all by for sure like my brothers like their kids are my nieces and nephew you know yeah. what I'm saying like for me I don't have any other thing else like I, I don't I, like th- th- that's blood right there yeah. like it's become invisible blood yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. like when I say brother I say dad those are people that I refer to you know but at the same time the older you get the more you realize that Blood is not all that it adds up to be. Because, like, as you said, me and you, we don't have any type of relation, whatever. We're even closer than how... we. I mean, we we met, you know, via our parents, but we're closer than our parents are to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's funny, because I think our our parents, like, you know, well, not that they used to, like, they still claim each other, but, like, for the longest they knew each other, it's like, oh, that's my sister, that's my this, this, that, and the other, and then that's how we kind of came about. Um, But it's like, for me, it's like... Hell yeah, my kid's gonna be like Auntie Mona, Auntie Erica. You know what I'm I saying? I wish they like, would say Erica boy. If I do say Erica. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, Magda, call you Riri. Okay, I like concept I can accept that one. Call mm. me Riri. I like that. I like that. No, but it's kinda like, yeah, I think that um, you know, to kind of surmise this on, yeah. on my end, it's just kinda like I think that family is what you make it. It is. Um, but I do think there is something in exploring your bloodline, mm. um, especially as us as black there's people. Power in it. You know what I'm saying? Especially as us as black people, there's been so many moments where we've been disenfranchised through our bloodline. Um, so I think to kind of like just to be able to trace things and understand things and just to know like, you know, that little auntie right there got, you know, schizophrenia. So it's I be, important to I know. I be tweaking and Facts that's because of her. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Like, it's, so. it's, you know, as Nigerians, we say that you should not marry or be with somebody who does not have family. Yeah. Where you do not know, where they themselves, they don't even know who their family is. Because it's like, as you said, if they have, where Okay, schizophrenia. I said schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, <laughs> or mad whatever disease, illness in their family. It's like, how would you trace it? How would you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just would not even know at all. So I totally agree that you know, family is important. Um, at the same time, it's like blood isn't everything. Is is you know, blood isn't everything. It is what it is. I feel like if you have good people around you, stick to it. You know, don't let um anybody else. If you have good people around you, that's it. You know, don't be like, oh, because they're my family, whatever. And speaking of lineage, despite my blood father not being in my life, I know that when I get older and I'm more successful, I definitely do want to go to my village mm-hmm. because I'm from a royal line, you know, hence like my name when I did. And it's a, a lineage where women were the kings. 
Oh, really? Flag to G. Like, woman's worth a king. Hence my name. So it's like, I definitely do want to go back and trace that. Like, you going to oh. claim your throne? Okay. Queen Mona. This Lion King. <laughs> I want to trace this. I'm telling you, I want I want some type of title, like, in Nigeria, whether it's a chief or whatever. I definitely want it. So I, de- I do I do want to go back and be like, okay, you know, who was the first co- king, queen? You know, what is that history? Because it is important to know your history, to know where you're from. Um, but also to know that where you're from is not the end all be all, you know, even if you don't know where you're from, you could, you know, develop your own identity and create your own family and start fresh. Yes. Shit. I think that's it. Thank you all for joining us in that conversation. (laughs) Um, Let's get into our other stuff. So, yeah. So usually you guys know we do either black excellence or my word of the week. Uh, I haven't had a word of the week in so long. So I'm going to give you guys a word of the week. Mm -hmm. My word this week is redemption. Okay. Um, That word has been speaking to me for a lot now, especially during this COVID time. I've been seeing... um, the, the word redemption. Redemption basically means to come back from a situation that wasn't flattering to you or a situation that caused you hurt, um, embarrassment, or turmoil in your life. And I think that with us being in this moment where we have to stand still and really reflect and think about a lot of things, it's a lot of people that are going to come out of this better and stronger. Um, and it's, it's going to be a moment where you are able to redeem yourself for whatever happened, whatever moments you felt bad about. About whatever moments um, that you felt like you could have done better or mm-hmm. whatever, I think that 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 with us being um, taken away from reality for so long, this is an opportunity to come back like you never left. Yeah, you know the time back like you never left is for you in this month, especially as we about to go into June and do all the things that we about to do. Um, that is what I feel. So my word of the week is redemption. Awesome, I like that. Let's get into our. Music, make music, control. Let's go, let's go, let's hey, go, let's go. Hey, hey, uh, All right, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about Doja Cat. Doja first, not Lena. Doja. Doja. So basically, Doja Cat, social media, Twitter. Finally, finally, somebody saw that she was on a chat room, right? Of course, chat rooms are common. People can get on chat rooms and chat whatever it is that they do. However, the chat room she got on was no is known to be a racist chat room. Chat room that you know are that are hosted by you know racist rednecks. Whatever. She said it wasn't that, but I'll let you finish. Okay, sure, whatever. Whether it wasn't that or not, but there are chat racists on it. Okay, simple. And you know, we also see that this is not the first time the situation happened. You know, when she came out with the song "Moo," they're also like you know. Um, some something's coming out with her past tweets and her past chat rooms and things that she's done and like an old song that she she had where um, she used it was a a, a, a racial slur. Um, what's it called? Dindu. Don't do a dindu. Dindu. Yeah. I think like a South it's African. It's a South African slur. Yeah, it's a South African racial slur. And she basically, you know, she did of course apologize and she said she said that she used that South African slur in her song to you know. Um, Empower it. She That's rec- what she said. Reclaimed she reclaimed it. it, I guess, like with the word nigga. She was reclaiming it. Sure, whatever. Um, but for me, the other thing I have to say is that you just have to be, be really careful with your platform, you know? And I understand that we all have a past. We all have different things that we've done. Heck, when we become famous, 
probably people probably you know pull up some old tweets that we had, and you probably be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean that way. I ain't gonna hold you every day. Every day I be texting Courtney like, bitch, one you gonna be the one that get me canceled. With okay, so it, so it's like, and I understand that things happen. So I, you know, I, I mentioned like I don't want it to be like we should cancel her because that's not gonna solve anything. However, if you do have a platform, you need to be careful, especially as a black woman in this climate, and this is where we live in. You know, this climate, America, whatever. You need to be careful. You know, I know some things, certain things may be like, oh, it's just jokes, but it's those little jokes that lead to real life shit. It's just yeah. little jokes that give white people or racists the courage to do some dumb shit and that would take a life. Perfect. So I feel like the chat room should be canceled. You know, she should know better, do better. That's what I think. I love Doja Cat. I really do. I, I, I have developed an affinity towards her. Um, I do think that I think that that Doja one is is a little younger. You know what I'm saying? She's not a baby by any means. Um, but I think she's younger. And I think that now that I'm getting into those like latter twenties, not to sound like I'm an old head, but I understand or I see the difference in me. You know what I'm saying? Like I see the difference in certain shit that would have definitely got me caught up had I had I been um been famous. You know what I mean? Like, every day my Facebook memories remind me that I was talking too much on social media. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's a, a lot of the case with a lot of celebrities. My my biggest argument with the whole Doja Cat thing is that I want... Um, I, I think that as black women, we are not given the same grace as black men when we have these situations regarding race. I think that the, the standard for black women is that black women have to have the strongest allegiance to, to blackness, have a stronger allegiance to blackness than black men. Um, be that in our dating preference, be that in, um, you know, our political views or our social views. Again, I'm not excusing whatever happened with Doja. I, I, quite frankly, didn't even really see all the shit, so I'm speaking from a different perspective. But I'm just thinking of how many women um, have been put in this situation, especially black women, where it's like they have a situation where, um, you know, they offended the black community and they haven't been able to come back from it or they were completely disregarded or thrown away from it. And I don't see black men going through that same thing when there's so many black men who have proven themselves to be disloyal to the race. So... With that being said, please still stream Say So Remix because Nicki Minaj is on it. Sure. Thank you. I'll stream it. I told I said I was giving her a two week break. I ain't listened to the song in two weeks. So oh, no, next no. week. Cause that, I loved her album. No, I just I, I listen like listen to her. That's that's I said, like casting her is not gonna solve it. Mm-hmm. But you know, she should definitely put in her place. One of my friends that's here, he was like, he would like to hear um the hip-hop hip hop community or, like, you know, R&B community say something about it to, like, check her, which I do kind of get, you know what I'm saying, That's to her. That's not going to. Right, right. But, you know, it, it, it is to show that someone needs to check her. You know, I guess they did check her on social media, hence the apology. Like, again, that's what I'm saying. It's like... I feel like once again we have situations where black women are. We, we know that, which is true. But I don't want us to make this a black man, black woman versus thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. For me, I'm like, you do something wrong, whether you're a man or a woman, black, whatever. It's wrong. Period. Right. It's period. But not to say, not to negate the fact that yeah. it is true that you know black men are like, oh, giving more of a pass compared to black women. Yeah. But. Wrong is wrong, period. Cause someone, someone go tell Chris Michelle drop her album. I know. We accept she, her. I know. It's I know. okay, I feel baby. Bad for her. It's okay. Drop it. We gonna listen. Let's get into what's how you say her name, Lana Del Rey. First of all, I don't know this Delena. one. Bitch. You don't know her. I 
know who she is, but I don't know that one song. I, I don't know what what song for real because all I remember it was a summer, it was maybe, summer, summer, maybe it was summer. 2016. It was where everybody was like, Lena Del Rey, Lena Del Rey. I don't it know this white bitch. It was summer song. So oh, they, she made that summer song. It sadness, was. Right? It was. That was my shit. But other than that, bye bye. I don't. I mean, so basically, you know, she put on social media that you know. What happened to women like her, artists like her? She said that Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, who has Meg Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, they're all top on the charts, and they're and with them being top on the charts, they're talking about their bodies, talking about sex, they're talking about this and that. But you know, other women like me that we have different struggles, different problems, we're not highlighted, we're not put into the spotlight. It's like that was the gist of the conversation. That's the gist that I got. Halsey exists. Who's Halsey? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> No, Halsey exists. Oh, Halsey Paisley. What's her name? I don't know her last name. I know the, her. She's mixed, though. She is mixed. But Halsey exists. Because I feel like they in the same lane. Girl, it's so many white... Be, so many, like, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Like, what are you talking... You know, she was, like, fragile woman like me. And the question, like, what is fragile about you? What's fragile? I think maybe she had Because drugs. there's some sadness in the summertime. I think she was, like, maybe she had some drugs, issues. You, know, you know, like, white woman, like... Demi Lovato is there. You get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, who, who, who you comparing yourself to that ain't there? You just ain't popping in these streets no more. This, just say this that. This is what we're saying about white women. This is what we're saying about women. Because yeah. if you even look at all, like, the music charts, Overall, G, you guys are the one charting. Overall, if you really want to like talk about it, if you really want to talk about it, white people and their music, pop music, are still it's still the music charting. Yes, black music, R&B, um, hip hop, it may be more popular, like oh, social media wise. But what's charting? Who's making the most money? It's your type of music. I listen, Lena. What put out? A, see, that's what I hate about bitches like that. Put out a song. So that we can listen to the song and say if you getting attention or not. What music have you put out? Okay. Do put the music out. Let the shit bring. Let me be like, oh, she really got a banger. But ain't nobody paying attention exactly. to her because we listen to rap. What is your song? What you want us to do? Restream summertime and then, sadness. Are you saying that? There are no white artists that sing about sex and stuff. I don't understand what she's saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> to me, you just wanted to say Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion in one sentence. That's and, what it is. Like, social media. That's it. Just say that. Say that. Say that you mad that black women I'm was the top on IG two you charts. Say that. Just be like, you mad because now black women is out here and the Kardashians don't have enough pull for you and you upset. Sorry, Lena. Sorry, girl. I don't give a fuck about that white girl tears. Girl. <laughs> Karen. Why should we call people like her? She's Becky. She's she young, she young enough to be a oh, Becky. Becky. Okay. She's not a Susan yet. No, she's not not yet. She's not is Susan, Susan older than Karen? Susan is older, older than, than Karen, Karen, right? Now let's not get into the Betty Joes. Oh, the Betty Joes. Betty Joe. Them that sixty seventy club. Betty Joe. Betty Joe. That's okay. them. I was raised in the South. I used yeah. to watch my daddy, my granddaddy plantation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go into our TV. <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta. So they had the reunion. The three parts. You said three parts. The third part was on. And it was a virtual reunion because they're all on there, you know. Do you, did you like virtual more or you wish there was more in person? I mean, of course, I prefer like the in-person reunion, but the virtual wasn't bad either. The virtual wasn't it, bad. It I kind of fuck with it. I was like, Yeah, oh. because it was nice to see them all zoomed in. And, the and he was able to shut them up when he needed to. Facts. I like that. He was able to mute them. But long story short, you know, if you do watch Real House of Atlanta, it is over now. Um, 
basically Nini and Yo Yovana, they they plan that whole oh, snake, snake somebody tape um, Cynthia speaking, somebody taping the housewife speaking, that all thing. Everything was fake. I just wonder. Because I would do a reality show one day just to say Facts. I did. Just to say I did because I watched so much reality show. Um, I wonder what is the extremities I would go to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, this is all extra. Because at the end of the day, NeNe's, NeNe's storyline wasn't relevant this uh, year. Sure wasn't. Um, So to see, to see that basically this is what NeNe has come to to be able to really like have a have a have a, a place on the show i'm like damn i guess it is her livelihood it's like what would you do to eat Listen, you know? that's what fame would do to you yeah. yeah because you know she was obviously this season she was definitely not the spotlight she's definitely not yeah. the main character yeah she wasn't the star because she she has always been she's always been, and she's the like longest, the main one longest she's the running, longest running one she's the on, og it's on that yeah she low-key is the only one that's og that's that og upset. og and then candy came like season two or three candy came like three Season yeah. three or she four. Did, no, it was like season three. She came season three. Candy came season three. Sheree's gone. Sheree gone. Uh, what's that? Kim, Kim gone. gone. The real, the, all them old heads uh, gone. Portia came maybe season four. Yeah, Phaedra gone. Phaedra gone. Um, Damn, they all gone. So it's her. And obviously, when you don't have that, listen, this fame thing is a, is a poison. It's a drug. It's a drug. It's because a drug. you would get like, oh my God, I'm not the one that's talking about anymore. Right, like, my money gonna go down. But my this, you know I'm what I'm saying? Because that's true too. Like, Hence why she made, that, she made music. Think about it. That mu- what was that song called? That song, I forgot. I girl. forgot what it was. I forgot. But that I, was it a was some drag, it was a drag fool. song, yes. like whatever. Um, but that's why. That's it. Ain't nothing special. I don't like candy though, but that's that on that. Hmm. Yovana now is gonna be in season eleven. Apparently, I hope not, because Yovana doesn't have shit I want to hear. At all. At all. She's Yovana. I'm that bitch. <laughs> Red table talk. Let's get into that because I did watch the interview and I liked this mm-hmm. episode. So this episode was on colorism. Yes, it was. Um, which it's funny. I felt like they've talked about that before, or maybe they no, they didn't. They, they, they talk have... about white people adopting black kids. They talk, uh, talk about race. Yeah, they've talked, but about... they've not talked about colorism. And she had her best friend, her childhood best friend, where Who's she's beautiful. dark skinned, very beautiful. I feel like I've seen her, her so many before. Beautiful. Yes, her, she had her best friend and her best friend's daughter there as well, and they basically talk about their experiences. You know, with colorism. Um, Gammy, which is um, Jada mom. Jada's mom, she did not, or she does not, it doesn't seem like she identifies as a light skinned woman. I think that I, what I really enjoyed about this episode was um, not only the perspectives, um, but I, I, I enjoyed the authenticity of, of all the conversation, right? Like from the friend um, acknowledging that when she had a daughter, the moment that she noticed her daughter was dark skinned, she you know, knew that was going to be a problem. I enjoyed that the, the part when she talked about how she didn't realize that she was making her daughter, um, putting inferior, inferiority in her daughter by constantly so bringing up pressure. her daughter's skin. Like, it's by kind constantly of what, complimenting, complimenting her, her Because I, I, like, I identify with that because I feel like a lot of people do that to me and it's mm. like, I never, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I don't need, I don't, I don't need that. Like, now that you say it, like, that is what it is, yeah. right? Like, the only like it almost makes you a fetish can i say something there's one time i don't know if you remember this this was when we we're in college in mm-hmm. our apartment and we had a party we one of those kickbacks random people come <laughs> come to it was just light skin girl i don't know if you remember she was really light skin she was cute 
And she came, and when she was about to go, she was like, you are so beautiful, Dami, oh my God. And I was, we're, we're turned, and I was looking, I was upset, because I'm just like, I knew the way she did it. it I was, was watching from a corner, I'm just like, girl. It was one of those It dark, was a dark skin thing. It was a dark and, skin And I get thing. it, and I know she was coming from a good place, you know what I'm saying? But it was also one of those, like, oh, I feel like I need to tell her she's so beautiful, she doesn't feel like that, but it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there, there was so much in that um, And I episode. felt weird, I didn't like it. No, because there, so there was so much in the episode that was uh, to unpack. Like, even when the daughter was speaking about how... Um, black men. Like, guys, you know, black guys don't want her because they really only want light-skinned women. And, you know, that's how she ended up with white guys. But then when, I guess, her confidence was up, that's when black guys wanted her. To and I notice think, her. And I think that that is a real... Like, I had to go through that. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, I, I went through... Her, like, I think uh, for a long time, people were always like, oh, you only like light-skinned boys. And I'd be telling them, like, no, light-skinned Low-key, low low when I do think about, because I was thinking, you're, 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 you're history and daddy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. she, it's only some yellow papa guys. And I'm like, no, light-skinned boys be trying to be with me because I think they want to validate their blackness by being with me. And it's like, whatever. Uh, I guess what you, that's what it is. It's like, like I be peeping it. It's like, oh, you want to be with me because you want to prove that you black, but it's cool. And, you know, the key thing that they did say, you know, was that how majority of the backlash that they got was from the black community. It was from people like, oh, you're so, you're, you know, you're cute for a dashing girl or... You know, I wouldn't date you. I would date you. if you were lighter. I would have dated you. Black people told me I was dark skinned when I listen. I was born in Portugal. I went to school in Portugal. Never, not once did my color complexion come up. It never came up. Like I just, you know, I was just me. It wasn't until I moved to America. I moved to Chicago. I'm five years old, but instantly, your black ass, right? Your tar baby African ass. ass. They, I'm talking about. They hit me with the all <laughs> with the all Negro spiritual stuff. Yeah. Damn niggas, niggas calling, damn near calling me a jigaboo. Like, you said old spiritual. It's the old, like, if somebody call you a tar baby boy, your what ass. What does that mean? That's an old ass Toni Morrison book. It's an old ass insult. Like, you basically say I'm black as hell. You know what I'm saying? They be like, oh, you know, all that. You know that the idea that you're you're darker because you're dirtier. I would never forget there was a moment in school where somebody thought it would be funny to take an alcohol pad and put it against the back of my neck and the back of somebody else's neck, because they was trying to prove that I was dark skin because I was dirty. You kidding me, right? I swear. And, and you know that's one thing that I was a little bit confused about because in document, you know, in some documentaries, they you know some girls do talk about how they felt like they could wash off their mm-hmm. darkness. And I was like, how? Because cause, cause people make it seem like it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of skin and dirt. Like, like you being dirt, like you being dark skin is attributed to your environment. Like, wow. you, you been through the trenches, so your black ass done got all the dirt on you yeah. from being black. Like, people, I, I remember it was one time, like, all the shit that they say, it sounds super cliche, but I've gone through it. I've gone through the putting bleach in my water to, like... You did to, that? I've done that. It was I was in, like, fifth grade. I put, like, some, like a little cap full of bleach just to explore. And then I liked that they brought that Haitian woman on there mm-hmm. who was bleaching. Honey, what I'm talking about, I was shocked about her real complexion versus... First of all, her bleaching cream was kind of legit because it, it, it was... Worth, it had no. her, it had her at a decent yeah. color. I was yeah. like, ah. It was no. clear because I've seen bleaching that going wrong. No, yeah, of course. Um, but I was like, wow, like she really was two different complexions. And I'm glad that she stopped bleaching. Yeah. And she went was... back. So basically, it's like, you know, it's a lady, she was on the show and she said she was bleaching, but she stopped bleaching. And when you do look at the picture, she was fairly, she was fair, she you know? She was fair. Um, but she stopped bleaching because she eventually showed her husband her, you know, photo album of when she was a kid. And I was like, you were so beautiful. Like, what? Exactly. Like, imagine being the difference between maybe a Regina Hall to a Gabrielle Union's complexion. Yeah. Those 
Yeah, like yeah. when she was bleaching, she was Regina Hall. She yeah. And then when she was her natural, she's Gabrielle Union. And one thing I don't want, I don't want us to just only focus on dark skin, but also light skin also do face their oh, own colors. Yeah. Because you know, Gammy on the show, she said that you know back in the day, you would legit get beat up because. You a light skin, period. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you a light skin, got long hair. Other dark skin girls will instantly be like, oh, you think you're all that? You you get beat up. You know what I'm saying? My mom, she's super light skin. And, she, you know, in Nigeria, it's a thing where, like, oh, if you're light skin, you're, you're mommy water. Mommy water means mermaid, mermaid. And I know in America, mermaid is a great thing. But in Nigeria, mermaid is it's an evil spirit. It's not a good thing. It's not something you want to claim to be. People will legit be like, oh, you are mommy water. So basically, people telling you that you're an evil spirit because yeah, you have your light skin, you, you have long too hair. Light to but me. it's like, this is how I am. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not mixed, at least that I know of, you know what I'm saying? My, this, you know, this, I'm, I'm Nigerian. So if people are constantly saying that you're an evil spirit, or so people are constantly beating you up, that is also a thing where some light skin girls will be like, oh, I don't fuck with dark skin girls because they beat me up all my life. And some exactly. dark skin girls will be like, I don't fuck with light skin girls because they thought they were the shit and they beat me up all my life. And one day, we are going to have a real conversation about exoticism because, mm. so like, That's another word that's, that a, use. that's another thing because, okay, so here's a quick story, right? And my Facebook reminded me. So I used to, there was a moment in my life where I used to claim I was 15% Egyptian. Swear yeah, to God. I remember. Swear to God. Like, it just was a thing of mine. Like, I would claim it. And... Um, I would notice the reaction to my innate features would be different because mm. I said I would fit like like I have I don't want to say like so I was have it really like you're just saying it just to more say more sorrow now like I'm yeah, just, just say, saying it hell yeah because <laughs> because here's, here's the thing here's the thing right um I felt that I'm already dark skin I'm already black you know what I'm saying I'm dark skin I'm black I'm from Chicago you know what I'm saying me saying I'm I'm at the time being African wasn't the shit like it is now yeah. it was like you were African you dirty but. That's certain parts of Africa. Mm. Niggas accepted Egyptians. You know, they accepted they sure did. Ethiopians. North Africa, yeah, you know, East yeah. Africa is accepted. So, and it's like, I have like, so I'm, what I am, which, which people don't know, what I am is I'm a Korda Hausa. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and Ausa is another tribe in, in Nigeria, which they do yeah. have slightly... Like another ethnicity. Yeah, they have slightly different features, but I think they were in Nigeria. Yeah. So it's like, I have like, not slanty eyes, but my eyes are like an almondy shape, right? And I used to like, a lot of people be like, that's because I'm Egyptian. But niggas would eat that shit up. Like, they would really think like, this made me... Like, that added a layer of... Like, oh, that's why you're so cute. And it added... Well, you're cute for dark skin. Exactly. That is you're cute, that is, and, and that was it. And it was like that added, that additive of me being um, slightly separated. Because they don't even count Egyptians as Africans, even though it's in Africa. But that yeah. slight separation made people accept my features. It I'm made not, people see I'm me. not going to lie. When I first came, it used to blow me how Americans were so... Th- Black Americans were so thirsty to say that I'm mixed with Indian. That was a real and shit. And it's like... I'm mixed with Indian. Where? And even if so... And not saying that you were not because yes as a black man in America you, you're mixed period yeah. you know what I'm saying you're mixed with something but it's like it, you know it wasn't it wasn't said in pride in the sense that oh this is my culture my heritage I want to learn about my native American culture of course why not but it was more in the sense that oh it's, it was in pride of not being fully black. Like, I ain't as niggerish as you and think I, I am. I'm not all black. I got some... My grandma Indian, which is yeah. why I have this little curl pattern. Yeah. But it's like, girl, we, yeah. got, we all got this curl pattern. Relax. You know what I'm saying? But that's that. Basically, check out the interview. Okay? Red Top Talk. It was nice. It's on Facebook. Um, I think that's all we have on TV. Oh, Netflix. Let's talk about Netflix. Oh, yeah. So, Netflix has a... Uh, so, I do love what Netflix is trying to do in incorporating more African shows. Yes. Um, and right now, one of the top shows is the show Blood and Water. It's one of the top um, shows. Me and Courtney... Courtney, hurry up so we can watch that show, girl. She gonna listen to us. It's a good show. I've it's watched it. Show, it. You know, just basically... Oh, 
relating to family and whether you're the stepchild lost. It was basically um, relating to that, you know? Yeah, because from what I know from watching the previews, the premise mm-hmm. is that the girl, um, there's a girl whose older sister was kidnapped at yeah. birth and she's kind of always lived in the shadow of Because like, they celebrate her birthday every year. Yeah, like of being like, damn, y'all niggas act like you don't have a child right here. Like but all you, you do is mourn yeah. your other child. So that's all I know so far. I haven't really got into it, but it looks interesting. I'm it's so good. happy. Because she ends up seeing the, the, the girl and yeah, she's just trying to- whole show. Girl, she's seen the girl and trying to put two and two together. That's basically what it is. It was obvious in a preview, <laughs> but it's a good show. Basically, you know, you guys with this quarantine going on was well, almost over. You know, watch African shows, South African shows, um, West African shows. Movies There's a that are on show there. I'm watching called Castle and Castle. It's like a. Well, is it good? Yeah, it's the okay so far. Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty okay so far. Um, yeah, but that's that. Let's support our African black fumes and show on whatever medium that we watch them on. Um, I think that's all that we have for today's episode. Do you have anything more to add to that? Thank you guys for um, holding out and being there with us as we did this quarantine thing and haven't been able to put out an episode. You know, like, I think we pride ourselves on really being consistent. Like, we don't really take breaks unless we need to or have to. Um, and this was like a forced break. And thank you guys for coming back every time. Yes. Thank you. And my quote for the day is very simple and short. Black lives matter. That's it. In every country, continent, our lives matter. And this is Cross Cultured. Cultured. <laughs>